the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By grace, you have been saved. He did something for you that is rooted in time, which changes your life today. What happened in Christ is so real, so objective, so solid. You can plant your future around it. It is the apostolic gospel. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Keep this telephone number in mind throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call us at any time. Once again, that phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. On today's Reaching Your Heart, Pastor Michael Oxentenka will bring you the first portion of the Captivity Cure. That's the Captivity Cure, and don't forget that you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Here now is Pastor Mike. When you're blind, when you cannot see that God has set you free, then you are still bound by the chains that have held you. For God to set the captives free, the truth must remove their blindness, and they must see who God is in the face of Christ on Calvary's cross. It's blindness that holds many a believer today in a form of captivity, whereby they do not live for God for the right reasons. They live for the wrong reasons, and therefore they are captives in the synagogue. So what's the difference between someone who is poor and someone who's rich? Now, if you talk to a rich man, have you ever talked to a rich man, someone who's really well-to-do? No? Well, you ought to. You might learn a thing or two. You can make a rich man poor, not every rich man, and in time, he'll be a rich man again. Have you noticed that? Because being rich is in that rich man's way of thinking. He is rich because he knows how to become rich. He's rich because he has the mentality of how to create wealth and how to preserve it and how to not sabotage the process that leads to it. And so in a way, how he understands it to be is what affects the outcome. Friend, the good news is the truth that enters your head and changes the way you look at yourself. You no longer see yourself as Satan's captive. You no longer see yourself as shackled by where you came from. You see yourself in the light of God's love poured out at the cross for you. Have you ever felt worthless in your life? No? We've all felt worthless, haven't we? You are not worthless. You know, the bottom line is you're of infinite value. God looked at his eternal son who had always been in the bosom of the father. And he saw the second death that you were moving on a train toward. He saw his son who had never died, who had never been in a state where he was not with him. And to save you, he turned to his son and he embraced him some point in eternity. He said, for us to save them, to get them off that train, I have to lose you. And a part of you forever. 
You see, when we think of the cross, we think, well, he died and then he came back on Sunday. Listen, you cannot measure the time between 3 o'clock in the afternoon when Christ said it is finished and the time shortly after sunset before dawn, which was Sunday morning, biblically speaking, when Christ was resurrected. You cannot quantify what happened in that period of time. It is beyond measurement. Christ was lost to his Father beyond the meaning of space and time. There's a piece of him that's unrecoverable. And so the atonement is an immense sacrifice for our sins. And they pledge themselves together to save us, to keep us from our train wreck. Now let's translate that into real solid language today. Friend, if God loved you that much, he loved you as much and in some ways more than he loved his own son Jesus who is himself. Love must give. And so God loved us more than he loved the Trinity to save us. Are you of value? You are of infinite value to our loving God. In Luke 4.18, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit sent him for the recovering of sight to the blind. It is time to take the foggy glasses off and to look into the face of Christ and see eyes looking back that love us, that love us. What is the difference between someone who is poor and someone who is rich? I've said it's the way they think. The good news is the truth that comes from God and is about God is true in Jesus. Jesus said in John eight thirty two, You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you uh, free. You see, knowing the lie, believing the lie shackles the soul. The gospel is not a laundry list of do's and don'ts. Yes, there is the law of God. It never changes. We're not doing away with God's law. But friend, what good is a law if you can't obey it? And you're not obeying it. And fearful people who are shackled by fear and shackled by poor self-esteem, a sense of having no value with God, don't obey for the right reasons. They obey for the wrong reasons. For freedom Christ has set us free, that we might obey for the right reasons. The gospel is the good news that is true in Jesus. Jesus is the gospel. John 8, 35 and 36, Jesus said this, The slave does not continue in the house forever. The son continues for how long? What does it say? For us to be in God's house, we have to be legitimate children. And so the truth sets us free to be children of God, not servants of God. To follow Him because we belong to Him by grace, because we are connected to Him as His children. So if the Son makes you free, Jesus says you will be free indeed. You see, it's possible to serve God in the church and to not know God in your life. It's possible to be active in ministry and to need ministry in your life. It's possible to strive to save the world and to be rotten on the inside just like the world that needs saving. It's possible to be more lost than the lost you're trying to save. Friend, the man or woman who serves God because God is a master instead of God being a father is still a slave. You and I, we were not born for this kind of thing. We were born to find the way. We were born slaves because the darkness is in this world, but we were born to be set free. Look at Ephesians 2, 3. Paul says, So we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. He says, but God who is rich in mercy, and what is the next phrase? What does he say? Out of what? Out of what kind of love? The great love with which he loved us. He didn't just love us a little. He loved us a lot. The great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses. You see, he loved you before you could love him. He loved you before you were good. 
He loved you while you were bad. He saw the potential in what you could become when others couldn't see anything in you when you're on that big train moving to the second death. It says here, even when we were dead through our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. And then this famous statement, by grace you have been saved. He did something for you that is rooted in time which changes your life today. What happened in Christ is so real, so objective, so solid. You can plant your future around it. It is the apostolic gospel. Moving on to the next verse. And he raised us up with him. When Christ went to the cross, you were in Christ. When Christ came out of the grave on resurrection morning, you were in Christ. And he made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When Christ ascended, you were in Christ. He goes on. Verse 7. That in the coming ages... In other words, the future, the time that would transpire after the cross, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches. Now, what does that mean? That means God's bank account is so big, his riches are so infinite, he has to reveal it to us. The immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness. So what is God really rich about? God is so kind to us. It is beyond measurement. And God wants to reveal His kindness in your family and my family's life. He says to reveal that grace and kindness toward us. How? In Christ Jesus. God can't reveal anything to you unless it comes through Jesus in your life. Christ is God's way to reveal the truth to you. It takes the Son of God to make you free. If you belong to the Son, friend, you belong to the Father, and you are free. You have the special privileges of the Son of God as a member of the family of God. And you are treated just like the Son by the Father who loves Him dearly. The full acceptance of the family relationship is given to you in Christ Jesus. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Friend, God gave us Jesus so we can know that we are forgiven and that we are set free if we have Christ. Are you with me? Repeat after me. For freedom, God has set me free in Jesus. That's the truth of the matter. Friends, sin is the stuff that makes a person a slave on the inside. You may have a habit you're struggling with. Maybe it's a compulsion. I've struggled with compulsions in my life. I'm naturally an addict to anything if I let it happen to me. I was taking pain meds when I had my back surgery 15 years ago. And man, I was moving toward addiction in a week. I had to get off the pain meds and hurt. I am prone to addictive behavior in my life. Maybe some of you are too. Maybe it's television viewing for you. Maybe it's having to own this and that and drive your family poor to get it. I don't know what it is. But friend, the bottom line is... To get free of these kind of powers, we need Jesus in our life. We need to have Christ. The problem with sin is this. Once you've sinned, the law says you have to die for that one sin. And that sin makes you feel like it doesn't matter. Let's just keep on sinning. And so sin has power over you because of one single sin. So trying harder doesn't fix the problem of sin. Friend, Jesus has set you free from the condemnation of the law. Because Jesus suffered its full penalty in your place. Now, are you hearing me? God didn't destroy the law to set you free. God didn't reason it away. Friend, God put himself on that cross in Christ to set you free, to uphold his law. Do you realize that in Jesus there is nothing left to condemn anymore? The key word is in Jesus. 
All of your sin and all of your guilt was condemned in Jesus by God. God condemns sin, but He put it in Himself to condemn it on the cross of Calvary. If you have faith in Jesus and you cling to that cross every day for the rest of your life, friend, God's verdict in the resurrection morning is not guilty. Not guilty. Because that was God's verdict for Jesus in the resurrection. But more profoundly, now follow with me here, God's verdict today is not guilty if you are in Jesus. And I don't care what you're struggling with. If you have laid your life before the Lord and you're struggling with the grossest kind of evil, God's verdict is not guilty. You need that to overcome sin. You need your baptism to overcome sin because baptism represents acceptance from God. The moral law of God, friend, is the law of sin and death that condemned our sins in the person of Jesus on that cross. And that same moral law on resurrection morning is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The same law that found us guilty in Him on Friday said not guilty on Sunday morning. Friend, we were guilty on Friday when Christ hung on that cross. We were in Christ. And it was the law of sin and death that put Him there. And our sins and our choice put Him there. But the same law found Him not guilty on Sunday morning. And it's very much against the law of God to leave a righteous man in the grave. It's not legal to leave him there. And so the judgment convened on Sunday morning and it was found that a righteous man had died for the sins of the world. You are listening to Reaching Your Heart. More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. A reminder, we are a listener-funded ministry. We do appreciate your support. If you can help us out with a financial contribution, here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can also find us on the web at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget, at the end of today's broadcast, we have a special book for you. We'd love to be able to give that to you. So stay tuned to find out more about that at the close of today's Reaching Your Heart. Here he is, Pastor Mike, once again. And the law of God that had been worked out in condemnation on the cross of Christ now had a flip side to it. It was the law of life in Christ Jesus. And as it was looked that Christ was a perfect man, the law that is in the heart of God required that God resurrect His Son from the grave. The law of God requires this. And what does that mean to you and me? What does it mean to the captives who make the journey from the cross to the resurrection? It means that if we are in Christ and we accept His cross for us, our condemnation is dealt with. But it means if we are in Christ and we accept His resurrection that is for us, that we have a legal and relational right to live forever, not because of the law, but because of the power of life that is in Christ Jesus. That is the apostolic gospel. That's what changed the world for 300 years until it was suppressed. Men and women went to the flames because of that very truth I have articulated to you. Romans 8, 1. What does it mean? Here is what it means. There is therefore now what? No condemnation for who? For those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're not in Christ Jesus, there's a lot of condemnation. But if you're in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Look what he says next. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the law of God operative on resurrection morning. The law has set me free from the law of sin and death. The same law which was operative on Friday which condemns sin. It required the justification of Christ on Sunday morning. 
And friend, when you make the journey from the cross to the resurrection and your baptism, when you go down to the water and you come up, you are justified by faith in Jesus Christ because God has set us free from condemnation. Christ's death was not His death. It was your death. Christ's life was not your life in the resurrection. It was His life. If you are in Christ by faith, you have the life of Christ because you have Christ who is the life. Friend, this makes me happy to share this with you because the truth is something that is so rewarding and beneficial. Christ Jesus is good news that sets the captives free. Romans 8, 2 says, The Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And free from what? Free from condemnation. So you do an assessment. You get up in the morning, you look in the mirror. You ever do that? Is your hair out of place? You look in the mirror and you're not perfect, right? Okay. Some of you think you are. You're narcissists, okay? Here's the thing. I know I'm not perfect. I hear people in religion trying to act like they are. They're worse than I am. Because I know I'm bad off, and they don't know they're bad off, which makes them worse. So what is it that gets us through this thing? Friend, Christ can't save us because we try hard. Christ saves us when we're broken, when we fall at the cross, when we cling to the one who can. And that's when you begin to have changes in your life. When the Holy Spirit comes in, He only comes into a heart that is willing to let Him in. And so we got to quit playing this fake religion thing in the church. We have to trust Christ for our righteousness or we have no real right doing in the church. Christ is the way to change life. Both God's condemnation and your condemnation, friend, met at the cross. You're not guilty in Jesus. Now, you can take that for granted and you can be lost. You know that? You can act, well, I'm not guilty. I'll do whatever I want to do. Well, then you'll be guilty. Why? Because you'll leave Christ doing that kind of thing. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, people who are trying to hang in there and you've got this false view of God and acceptance. Christ accepts you if you have clung to Him by faith and you have said, Lord, I can't do it. Lead me. You're justified. Christ said the man who beat his chest and said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, went to his home justified. Not the Pharisees that I thank you that I am not as other men. So it is the attitude of humility and brokenness that helps us to have faith to lay hold of God's healing power in our life. And so we are justified. We are made clean and clear in the judgment day and this day by that exchange. Friend, free to know the truth. That's the kind of freedom that God has given us. The truth that makes blind eyes see and that sets a captive soul free. You know, from time to time, we have altar calls here. Have you noticed that? Do they make you nervous? They shouldn't. You know, when a person comes forward in a call, they have a chance to be set free in that call. We should be praying in the church that hearts are changed and converted in the church and the opportunities that are given. Friend, Jesus did not come to make you more religious. Jesus came to make you free. If the Son makes you free, you'll be free indeed. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Romans 5, 1. Here's what it means. Therefore, since we are justified by faith. you like that? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to practice something here. I'm going to say amen to that. That's good stuff. Amen. 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 I mean, you realize how good that is? I mean, if you have Christ and you have faith in Him, 
You're justified. It means you're not guilty. You're accepted. It means you have peace with God. You're not at war with God. He's not at war with you. How? Through Jesus. You got Jesus. That's amen kind of stuff that's transforming and deeply significant. The gospel promise in Isaiah 61 is the promise that God's people will inherit the land. In the Jubilee, God's people were set free to go home to the land. Luke 4, 18 and 19 again, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what the church is about. The church was not established to be some community that discusses ideas in its own little circle and makes no difference in the world. We were put here to proclaim the call that Christ has been sent to set the captives free. The church has been established to bring people to the Lord Jesus so that forgiveness can be administered in their life. An unknown author once wrote, No one is free when others are oppressed. For in depression is a kind of captivity that stings because it's unjust. Christ came to defeat the oppressor and to set your soul free. Luke 4.20 He closed the book. He gave it back to the attendant and Jesus sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Friend, you don't have to wait to the end of life for God's favor in your life. You don't have to wait to the end of your struggle to be accepted. Christ said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled. Today is the day Jesus has chosen in your life to set the captive free. How many of you agree with me that ISIS is evil? ISIS is evil. I hope we don't have to debate that. And those who fight it, are engaged in a worthy cause against evil. I will say that without apology. When I see the way they have butchered children, they've crucified Christians, they've burned churches, and they've killed their own. They are evil. This ideology is evil in our world today. ISIS dug 70 graves for 70 captives recently, and the execution was imminent, it was heard. It was sure and imminent before 30 American Delta Special Ops soldiers took the plunge to rescue these 70 souls from evil. ISIS is evil. It was a dramatic engagement against the enemy, and the firefight was fierce in the hot sands of northern Iraq. It was not approved by the president. It was approved by a secretary underneath him, but it was lethal in its force. Today, I ask you the question, what is the currency of freedom? We have had a recent example of what it is. We know what it is. What is the price that sets the captives free? In that firefight, one of these 30 soldiers died to get it done. His name is Master Sergeant Joshua Wheeler. Joshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. And so I couldn't help but make the connection between this brave soldier who died to set 70 captives free and the one who came to earth to die to set us all free. Master Sergeant Joshua Wheeler's fellow soldiers gave true testimony that he ran to engage the enemy. There are 70 empty graves today in northern Iraq because a brave commander paid the price for freedom and for life with his own blood. He ran to engage the enemy. In the struggle with evil, evil can be defeated in no other way. It cannot be defeated by a half-heart attack on evil. It takes a heart of courage to bring evil down. Blood is the currency that buys freedom. Friend, in the war with Satan, and it is a war... Jesus' blood is the currency of heaven that pays the ransom, that sets the captives free. Friend, 
Don't forget this. Jesus ran to engage the enemy. And Jesus fell in the fight to save your soul. And Jesus is the casualty of war that has become for each of us the captivity cure. Dear Father God, may you bless your people today. And Lord, we're not perfect folk around here. We've got sins that we have to overcome in our life. And we don't have power to do that. Not a one of us do. Lord, sometimes we're assaulted by sins of pride, by condescension, by looking at others and not looking at ourselves. Sometimes by an addiction, be it alcohol or TV or whatever, or the things we own. Lord, we desire earnestly for you to set the captives free. For us to look within, to look to the cross and look what it means. And Father, I'm grateful that you are rich in kindness. That you have treasures of mercy. And that this is the grace that we see in Jesus. May this move us to live for you. Every one of us in this place. For the right reasons. To truly enjoy coming here. To enjoy the sacrifice of service. Because of what has been given to us. We can never buy grace back, God. We know this. So thank you for the gift that we can respond to from a heart set free. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening today to Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. We are a listener-supported ministry and would love for you to partner with us as we continue to present Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in practical and relevant ways. Call us right now at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. And if you do call right now for a donation of any size, Pastor Mike would like to give you a book entitled Satisfied, How God Can Meet your deepest needs. Visit the website reachingyourheart.com to find out more about this ministry, Reaching Your Heart, and Pastor Michael Oxentenko. That's reachingyourheart.com. If you do have the means to bless us with a little larger gift of $500 to $1,000, it would particularly help us right now to continue to bring you these messages on this station. 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can donate right there on the website, reachingyourheart.com. 888-244-HOPE. Thanks for listening. And as always, we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.